Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday afternoon. Glad we are with you. Glad we're having a Sunday with no severe weather. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves out there uh, across the uh, the South and across wherever you're listening to our podcast at supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate you guys tuning in, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us and, of course, our uh, medical personnel taking care of us here at home. Really good to be with you guys here on a uh, Sunday afternoon. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Just because you're quarantined doesn't mean you got to be without caffeine, and that means you can head over to Strange Brew Coffee House in the drive through window on Highway 12, or of course your uh, walk-up window over there on University Drive, and you can get that little extra boost that most of you need during the day. You need you need to give yourself a little. If I were if I if I were to describe it, it would be like a, a little, eh, eh, little, eh, get through, a little eh, to get through the day, a little push. I can't wait to get my push. Yeah. Immediately conclude at the conclusion of today's You need to do podcasting. a show where you can go get the coffee before. Well, we've I done want, some. I want to see I want to see hyped up Joel. Well, you've also seen you've seen it both you've seen it both ways. Okay. You you've, I mean you've even seen it in the process of becoming caffeinated. Yeah. Uh, I want you to go do a double shot of espresso and then come in and do the show one day. J- just pure espresso, huh? Just yeah. go that route. Yeah, just snort it actually. I prefer my espresso. Just give give you the powder. Get, take one of the chocolate-covered beans, crush it up, snort it. <laughs> I perform my, my espresso mixed with uh, with some milk and mm-hmm. some... Uh, that seems like the easy way out. And uh, some hazelnut eh. and some white chocolate. Eh. They call it the albino squirrel. At that point, you might as well just eat a Snickers. Uh, it's it's like Snickers with caffeine. I got you. So, Well, don't forget, also, if you need some provisions, uh, bread, milk, toilet paper, they got you taken care of uh, as well. Our good friends over at College Corner, are they are they are doing you right right now with this new special they're running. Don't forget it. If you go to collegecornerstore.com and search for gift card in the, uh, the the search bar there, you get 30% off that purchase. So you can buy a $100 gift card for 70 bucks. That is as good a deal as you can get. And then on top of that, you're getting 25% off any kind of baseball related stuff. So man, there are some this is a tremendous deal for yourself. Buy yourself a gift card, and then buy yourself a shirt. And you're if you do the math on that, I need Scott Steiner here. He would explain how you're actually saving like 75%. You know. So you got only 75% chance. Yeah. You're saving 30% here. And 25%, 25% here. here. That's, that's at least 55% of 100, which is 45% off of that. <laughs> I need I need the big bad booty daddy here. He can explain the math uh, for us. So again, go to collegecornerstore.com, search for gift card in the uh, search bar, and get 30% off any gift card purchase. Uh, for now, it's good. It's a limited time offer. It could expire at any moment. It could expire just like that. But if you can take care of it right now, uh, I also want to thank our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems, who want to remind you that you know everything seems to be. We seem to be making maybe some small baby steps back to normal. But if if your office is in need of of people, you know, of, of setting your your employees up with the virtual office, home working, they need the new devices. 
Advantage Business Systems can help you out. They're offering specials right now to get your remote workers the business devices they need in their home office. They can set up a virtual meeting with you and your employees to consult on any business technology needs in this new working landscape. Buy local, be local. 45 years of service to the state of Mississippi. Please give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or just visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The NFL draft has concluded, my friend. Joel wearing his Miami Dolphin shirt. Have you ordered your new Tua jersey yet? I literally was on a Dolphin shop a minute ago checking to to price me. I, I'm not much of a jersey guy. and Not, not that I'm against it. I mean, I, I own some. But I'm more of a jersey guy. Yeah. And I uh, went and priced that earlier, and it's uh, $34.99, I think it was, for a, a, a Tua jersey Thing is, they don't know his number yet, so I could order it now. But I don't know what is there any way he won't be two. I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think Miami's punters two. I, mean, I can't we talked remember about here. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure you could get it. He's Tua, yeah. but I mean, I don't know what he's going to be. They haven't said. He hasn't said. Um, I mean, I guess it could be four. Three plus one equals four. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what I, I guess what I'm getting at. They hadn't assigned the number yet, so I don't want to buy the shirt yet. So you got to wait. Okay. I mean, I could buy it and just sit around and wait anyway, because they're not going to ship it until the number is assigned. That's true. That's true. But I, I could also just wait till they assign it and then buy it. So I got you. I have no need to spend the money just yet, because they couldn't ship but it But it's going to gonna anyway. happen. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. All right, then. No doubt. Well, some MSU uh, fans will be buying some jerseys of, of their favorite teams and favorite players. Very successful weekend for MSU. Five players drafted, and then a, a good handful uh, hit the, uh, the undrafted uh, waiver wire. And land it with teams. Let's start with the guys who have been drafted. Uh, we'll start with Willie Gay, Startable Zone. A lot of a lot of people question his decision to come out early. I don't think anybody with any common sense can, can question it now. Uh, a really good landing spot. He's playing with the Super Bowl champions. He's there with Chris Jones. They were uh, what four other Bulldogs, I believe. Martinez Rankin and Braxton Hoyette, and now Willie Gay. So four. I'm oh, sorry, total of four Bulldogs. You know. Could Gay have come back next year and become a first-rounder? Yeah, probably so. But at the same time, could he have come back next year and blown his knee out and never played football again? 100% could have happened. Yep. So I think he made the smart decision. If you look at the contract numbers, he's he's going to end up making – if he makes what the guy who got picked 63rd last year makes, in the next four years he'll make about $6 million. Uh, that's nothing to sneeze at there. So I will be pretty surprised if Willie Gay is not a really good pro. Because he is a heck of a football player. I think we, we just said it. When you look at the, how much different MSU was defensively when he was on the field versus when he was off the field, it's obvious how good he was. I think that Willie Gay, his reputation in the minds of some Mississippi State fans got ruined a little bit mm-hmm. because of, I don't want to say just one bad decision, but... The whole academic scandal thing will forever hang over his head. Now, the the Schrader altercation, that, that'll stick in some people's minds, too. But the thing with that is, as we talked about on the show before, we don't really know that get, that Willie wasn't kind of in the right to def, defend right. himself. I mean, we just don't know. We so I, I don't want to talk too much about that. Uh, but those two instances, the academic scandal thing and the, and the Schrader altercation have made at least some segment of Mississippi State fans believe that Willie Gay is like a bad person. Or, uh, you know, that's not the Willie Gay that I know. You know, w- Willie's one of those guys that I had the the pleasure 
and it was a pleasure to, to get to see him play in high school. I got to see his entire collegiate career. Um, got to talk to Willie Gay many, many times. And I, I can't say this for every player that I talked to, but for Willie, he was one of the most respectful, one of the more fun-loving, just always smile on his face at most every occasion. Um, just a really good dude. Uh, I, I don't think that who Willie Gay is is at all defined by the academic misconduct thing, which, by the way, uh, it's always so weird to just say that. I, since, since Mississippi State's never said it, I guess a little CYA here, uh, no one has ever officially said that Willie actually did that. Right. But we can do some assuming. Well, I think... But anyway... With, with Willie, to me, it, it's it's it's... Last year was just a train wreck for him. Yeah. You had the academic schedule, academic scandal, I'm sorry. Then in the first game he's back, he gets thrown out. Yeah. And then you have the Schrader thing. And it's just, then you have him going on Twitter and telling uh, Luke Altmyer he should go to Florida State. I mean, he did some things that are going to sour the average fan on you. Yeah. I mean, there's no question around that. Um, but that said, he's a fantastic football player. And I think he'll go to Kansas City and he'll, he'll be very successful there. Um, you know, I, I just don't see him. I, I see him as, as a guy who could be like a Bernardrick McKinney type of player, a guy who can get that big second contract and set himself up for life. Um, I think I think he he certainly has the talent to do that. Uh, now, yeah, granted, and you're you're perfectly. It's nothing wrong with saying you know. Well, does he have, you know, what it takes up top to do that? Because yeah. he made some bad decisions, he did. dumb decisions. He did. Um, so you know, you're, you're you're it's reasonable to question that. But at the same time, I think his talent will carry him. And I, th- I, I think some players, some people, just, I think we mentioned this before, college not for everybody. I mean, but unfortunately, if you're a high school ball player, it's a necessary evil. You have to go to college to go to the NFL. There's no, there's no going straight to the pros. There are people with a lot less sense and a lot less talent than Willie Gay that have made good NFL careers yeah. for themselves. There are people with a lot more sense that will never make $6 million. Yes. So I, I just I think that Willie's athleticism and look he is a driven dude on the football field. We talked about this on the show a week or two ago. I mean he is a difference maker every time he's been on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't know why that can't continue. Uh, like you said, I mean is it fair to question some of the the past decisions he's made? Yeah, it's it's completely fair. Uh, but I have to think that when Willie Gay can focus on football 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you don't got to worry about going to class or passing a chemistry test or do whatever, I really feel like he has the drive and the ability and the football IQ to be a star. That's just my opinion. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't disagree with you. So Willie Gay to the Chiefs, the next player off the board for the Bulldogs in the third round to Minnesota uh, is Cam Dantzler. Uh, Bulldog cornerback. Now, he's a guy, again, you know, third round. I mean, he's going to make plenty of money. I think, again, I tweeted it out. His, his contract will probably be end up worth about 4 or $5 million as well. But it almost feels like the only thing he had positive on the resume was how he did against LSU. They kept coming back to that on the coverage. This guy was a pretty good player for, you know, two, for two years as a two-year starter. But bad combine, uh, you know, the uh, his frame. I mean, he's he's tall, but he's not big. Yeah, that was one of the things in reading a lot of his draft analysis stuff was his strength. The like, word "slight" got used a lot. He's very yeah. slight. Yeah, they were but, talking about how like big-bodied receivers or whatever could take advantage of. But then they showed. But then you see the tape. He's a player who you know doesn't pass the eye test when you just look at him. But when you watch his tape, 
you can go out there and say, okay, well, he did a really good job against some of the best receivers in the conference year in and year out. Guy, you know, Jamar Chase is a guy who would have been a top 10 to 15 pick this year, um, which was crazy. By the way, LSU had 14 players drafted, and two of them, two guys, they have two guys right now who would be top 10 picks, Stingley yeah. and Chase, still sitting on the roster. Um, they, they definitely need secondary help in Minnesota. They drafted Brian Cole a little later, Bebe, uh, a little later in the draft. They, they lost a lot out of that defensive backfield, so they are, they are going to be scrambling a bit there. I think both of those guys, Cole and, and Dancer, have opportunities to play a good bit as rookies if they can just go up there and, and you know impress in camp. I, I think you're right. Um, Brian Cole was interesting in that I, I can't remember who I saw reported that he had already uh, agreed to an undrafted free agent deal with the Seahawks, I believe. And then the Vikings came knocking in the seventh round, so he ended up didn't didn't sign that deal, of course. Uh, when, when you get drafted, but yeah, I think both those guys have a have a good chance. Brian Cole is a guy that I just I kind of feel like I don't want to you know say that he's the next Darius Slay or anything like that, but he's a guy that I don't think we saw his best at MSU. Um, I, I think there's a lot more in the tank for Brian Cole than than what we saw. Um, I th- I feel like his athleticism and and, and things lends to more, uh, and he was he was okay he was okay at state you know that's not to knock his collegiate career, Dantzler. I keep coming back to this. I'm so intrigued to see how his NFL career plays out because I, I do think he has star potential, mm-hmm. but I, I also think he has the potential to not be as good. <laughs> uh, and I, I guess I could go for anybody, but. Uh, there are some worrisome traits, whether it's his strength and things. I, I just, I don't know. I, I will say that a lot of times people didn't throw to Dantzler's side of the field, which speaks well to That's how he locked up the, Dantzler that Island. That is the best gauge of a cornerback's talent. Yeah. If if people are actively avoiding you, you're good. And I, I talked to Terrell Buckley about that um, back a few months ago, obviously, because now Terrell Buckley's a rebel. But, uh but he, he was saying how you may not – it's kind of the Jeffrey Simmons thing. You may not have the statistics to show that, hey, I am elite, but if you watch the tape, you can see some elite. And it's kind of the same thing for Dantzler in that a lot of times people didn't go his direction. And so, I mean, he doesn't have all the sexy interception stats and pass breakups and things of that nature, but he locked down his side of the field a lot of times. Um can you do that in the NFL? Well, you, me, and everybody else about to find out. Uh, but I, I think he there is, as I said earlier, I mean, I think there's some star potential in there for him as well. I agree. Agree 100%. A guy that, you know, we must, we, I feel like maybe we underrated ourselves a little bit, or underrated him a little bit, is Tyree Phillips, who's headed to uh, Baltimore, who that roster is just crazy good. I mean, they are just really good. They added, you know, I mean, they're well coached. That's it. that's just a well-run organization. They had the NFL MVP. They had maybe the most explosive running back in the draft in J.K. Dobbins. Uh, they just they got Patrick Queen, who I felt was you know way undervalued. I like the Ravens. There's, there's no question about that. And Tyree Phillips is a guy, you know, he was he was sort of the same thing we talked about with corner. Like the the, the best gauge of a good corner is they don't throw it to you. Best gauge of an offensive lineman is I don't ever say your name. Yep. Never really said Tyree Phillips' name. Just a, a really solid guy. Only gave up two sacks the whole year. They were both against Tennessee. Really, really solid. And then his frame, the long arms, the, the big body. 
I don't think he'll play tackle at the next level. He's probably an interior lineman. But again, it just feels like a good fit for him in Baltimore. And for Baltimore, a team that loves to run the football, if you're going to put a guy who's you know that big and got that kind of frame in the middle of your offensive line, that's a guy who can move people out. I went into Friday night not expecting Tyree Phillips to go. I thought he would go on Saturday. <laughs> um, so the fact that he did go, the fact that the Ravens saw enough in him to take him on in the third round, I mean, I think that says all you need to know. Um, a guy that probably, I don't even know if it's a probably, I mean, it, just underrated, I guess, maybe the right was in, in his yeah. MSU career. I mean, I, no, over the course of the season, no one was really pointing at Tyree Phillips saying, hey, that's a top half of the draft kind of dude. Well, right I kept there, seeing but, him on, you know, whenever Pro Football Focus would tweet out something, I would see that he was always pretty highly rated. And I just never really, you know, but it just never really clicked for me that, hey, this guy could be a, you know, a, one of the first hundred picks. He was the hundredth pick of the draft. I mean, it just never really occurred to me. So, well, something else to think about too. I I was uh, DMing back and forth with a former MSU player um, the other after the draft, and we were actually talking about it. We we're actually talking about Daryl Williams um, for just a second, but it, I think that there is a a reputation that Mississippi State can you know has in the past delivered on some O-line guys and some D-line. I think there's a pretty good belief in some of these guys. You know? Yeah. I, I think State has a pretty good NFL draft. Well, you see it. I mean, Unlike some schools. <laughs> and, so, and so I think that probably helps guys like Tyree Phillips too. There were, I saw a video uh, of, of Kirk Herbstreit and I think Reese Davis were talking. They were saying, you know, right now MSU has a great reputation among the NFL GMs. Of they put out players who know how to work hard and – fit what you want to do with the next level. Yeah. And almost all of that credit needs to go to Dan Mullen, you know, well, almost 100% of it. Um, but right now, yeah, people know, NFL GMs know that, hey, if we get a guy from Mississippi State, we get a guy who has a good chance to contribute to our roster and in some cases become one of our better players. Yes. Yeah. State, state has, and like you said, a lot of the credit goes to Dan Mullen, if not all the credit, but they had a, a staff there for a decade mm-hmm. that, I mean, I've been – Greatest recruiters in the world, or whatever they, they could teach and develop players, and they saw undervalue yes players and were able to, to pick them out of the hat. You know, right now MSU has the highest paid defensive lineman in the league, the highest paid cornerback in the league, and probably will have the highest paid quarterback in the league uh, very very soon, and that speaks well for you. Speaking of quarterbacks, and speaking of unexpected uh, draft picks, and speaking of players on your new. You know, on, on your favorite team, have collided here. Uh, not a lot of Saints draft. Not a lot of MSU Bulldogs getting drafted by the Saints in my lifetime. Uh, as Paul Jones was able to point out, I didn't remember one before James Williams in the I guess would have been the '91 draft. Uh, but Herman Carroll went in '94, defensive lineman. But Tommy Stevens will head to uh, to New, or- New Orleans is really shaking things up on the quarterback room. If you look at what they did on Sunday, they signed a two year extension for Taysom Hill. They've drafted Tommy Stevens, and they signed a one-year deal to my man, a guy who I've criticized more than almost anybody, Jameis Winston. Delicious seafood in New Orleans. Plenty of crab to be had. You don't have to go too far. Any, any store, any place you pop in, it's going to be good. But with Stevens, I think what the, what the Saints are trying to do is this. They are going to try to start – they're going to still use Taysom Hill as the, as the, the Swiss Army knife. But they do want to start making a conscientious effort to make him the quarterback. And so Tommy Stevens has been brought in now to, to try to fill the, role of, fill the role of Taysom Hill. 
And I think from a talent perspective, he's got the ability to do it. But man, the thought of him going over the middle in the NFL terrifies me. I don't see... This is a guy who could not stay healthy in his college career. Not just to say it, in Penn State too. Why am I supposed to believe that he is the guy who can do that now? If he can do it, then you made you made a a, a a wise pick. You you picked up a great value there in the seventh round. Well, I think it, in the seventh round you can afford to take that risk. Well, I mean you can take that risk, but they traded a pick for it. I mean they tried to trade back up. They gave a boy a sixth round pick next year. Yeah. And, I mean you say you know it doesn't make a difference, but it kind of. I does. mean it does. I mean I'm I'm not trying to say that this is a throwaway pick by any means. I mean you, you need to draft well, but right. I, I feel like that given Tommy's skill set, if that's what you want. This was a, a good risk to take here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do I know that Tommy's going to shine the way they want him to? No, but I think that if that's the type of player you were looking for, you know, I, I guess the criticism here is if they don't draft him here, Tommy, is he still going to be sitting there? They could have got him as an undrafted free agent. And, Probably and so. another pick. Well, maybe they felt like... There would have been competition there well, for think about, think, think about if you're Tommy Stevens, right? And and you you he had a quote saying he you know would like to follow the role of Taysom Hill. Are you going to sign with a team that has Taysom Hill? Probably not. Yeah, and you're probably going to go somewhere else trying to make your own way uh, because they've already got somebody filling that role. So maybe they felt like, look, let's just go ahead and take him. We like him. We feel like he can do this, and sort of take him there. From an athletic standpoint, I have no doubt that Tommy Stevens can do that. Remember, he ran a four four something four five. Uh, big guy, big frame. Played some wide receiver at Penn State. He can and, catch. And Tommy's got that the right head on his shoulders the, and the attitude too. I, I think I think he even said in in his interview, you know, I'm willing to do whatever. Yeah. Um and, and I know a lot of guys would say something like that. Tommy Stevens well, is I mean, a guy that had an outstanding reputation at MSU from the day he arrived on this campus. And he had a tough situation to walk into. Yeah. But from everything from him being the team captain and getting voted by his team SB team captain and Everything up until the very end where he sat up there after the Music City Bowl and was emotional in his press conference talking about his time at Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that, that Tommy Stevens will ever, because he didn't produce just a ton at MSU, I don't know that he will ever have this glowing reputation all time at MSU. But he was a dude that was highly thought of. He was a guy that I enjoyed dealing with, and he was a guy that I think liked being here. Uh, at MSU, and and he was he was okay with being the starter. He was completely behind Garrett Trader when Garrett Trader basically hopped him on the depth chart. He was he seemed to be the epitome of a great teammate, great everything, do what what needs to be done. I think the Saints again. I don't know if Tommy Stevens will be a star or not, but I do know he's going to go in there and bust his butt and try to be. By the way, you say that you know anybody would say, "Oh, I'm willing to do whatever." Nick Fitzgerald didn't. Fitzgerald told teams he wanted to play quarterback. When they asked him at the combine, "Hey, will you mind running routes?" He said, "No." So, yeah, you know, not everybody is not. willing to, to, to go that route. Tommy Stevens is. So we'll see if it works out. Uh, as far as the undrafted free agent, by the way, more surprising, Tommy Stevens drafted or Darrell Williams undrafted? Probably Darrell Williams undrafted. Completely shocked. I thought for sure somebody would pick him up. Uh, he's with the Chiefs as well. Uh, trying to find the list here. I know Farad Green, they just announced that my best friend is headed to Indianapolis. Uh, Tommy Champion headed to Seattle. Leo... I'll come back to that. Um, say Chauncey Rivers ended up with Baltimore, I believe. Gonna have to pull my you, list. You up got here. the list, yeah, don't you? I do. Uh, let's go to the profile of at Joel T Coleman. You can follow at Joel T Coleman on Twitter if you'd like to jump on board the mm-hmm. hottest Twitter train in the league. I wouldn't go that far. Um, here it is. Undrafted right. free agent Darrell Williams, Kansas City. Chauncey Rivers, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Leo Lewis, Pittsburgh we'll Steelers. We'll uh, Zaya Zuber, 
the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Stephen Gidry joining up with Dak in Dallas. There you go. Tommy Champion, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Lee Autry, the Bears. Mm-hmm. Jaquarius Landrews, the New York Giants. And our good friend of the program, Farad Green, with the Indianapolis Colts. Is that the New York football Giants? The New York football Giants. That Landrews is very good. Yes. All right. Let's talk about something real quick. <laughs> Is this one of those instances where I need to take off? No, the you're fine. Leave the room like Bob. You'll used be to? okay. I mean, seriously, <laughs> how long was that tweet in the draft, boys? How long were you waiting? How fully erect were you when you tweet said it? Please be honest with me. I bet you about passed out from joy. There are some people that have no idea what you're talking about right now. Let's talk way. about people tweeting about Leo Lewis on Saturday. Uh, I'm the majority of people know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how two guys who went to this university but somehow aren't fans of it. Do you know anybody who grew up a fan of a college and then went to that college and then just one day said, I'm not a fan of that college anymore? Do you know anybody on this planet? I only know of a couple that claim that. That claim that. (laughs) Well, maybe if they say it enough times, somebody other than them will believe it. Uh in fairness, one of the ones we're talking about did not grow up rooting for that college. You're sure of that? Well, you, I guess I'm not sure, but I, I you don't I know, report on something that you don't know 100 percent is true. I do know that that his background was mm-hmm. not one in which he would have done that. But anyway, continue. But he did go to college there. He did. So Leo Lewis, he wasn't drafted, like hundreds of other football players weren't drafted on on, on over this weekend, including. Every single one at a certain other school. And then as soon as the draft ends, we get two guys who are saying, oh, Leo Lewis, well, look what happened to him. The victim of, 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 of this, that, and the other. No, nobody talks to him because I'm sure that they have the cell phone records between Leo Lewis and Dan Mullen. They obviously, nobody would report a fact like that without knowing the truth 100%. Let me tell you something about Leo Lewis. Here, here's the true story of Leo Lewis. Leo Lewis was a four-year starter at Mississippi State. Played in four bowl games. He beat everybody in the West except for Alabama. In the SEC, outside of Auburn and LSU, nobody beat Alabama. So it's not like he's in bad company there. Uh, graduated from Mississippi State. Has a degree from Mississippi State. And is now off to Pittsburgh to ply his, his trade. If, if it doesn't work out for him, it doesn't work out for him. But he's got a shot. But he's got a shot. And if worse comes to worse, he has a degree from Mississippi State. That's the story of Leo Lewis. Not what anybody else wants to spin and regurgitate and throw up because they have an agenda or because they're just, and I hate this word, I hate this word so much, but I'm going to use it. They're just butthurt. God, I hate that word. So, you know, maybe it's just me, but, you know, if I covered, I cover Mississippi State. Um, If Mississippi State had not had any players drafted over the weekend, uh, my story would have been similar to what Nate Gabler wrote about how, what went wrong. Why are the Mississippi State players, why are Mississippi State players not getting drafted? It would not have been to look at another school and point at one guy who, you know, spent three years getting death threats from an unhinged group of lunatics uh, and, and, and concern myself with that. That's all I'll say about that matter. Jesus. 
my eye when I saw that my eyeball twitched so hard. It's just like okay, I haven't ranted in a long time, but I'm getting one out. I mean, what's the thought process there? Look. Will we ever fully know the full story of Leo Lewis and all that that went on? They act no. like he raised his hand, like, "Hey, I can I can do something yeah. to hurt them." He but, was he was put into it. The, the The bottom line is though, like you said, like I don't understand the thought process as a journal as a as a journalist, and I don't want to say that I'm you know I'm not. Everybody knows my background. Everybody knows my previous but I, I grew up rooting for this school i ended up working in the athletic department as a grad assistant for this school i now cover this school so everybody knows my background here and my previous you know biases so, so i mean I, i'm putting it all on the table everybody knows where i'm coming from when i say this but even with that as a journalist i don't know why the first tweet you would have after the draft is to go after a guy for the rival institution that didn't make a lot of sense to me in my head, that that just that doesn't compute. Um, I don't know. To each their own. Yeah. That's just not that that isn't the Joel T. Coleman style. But hey, I you know what's interesting is you think about that 2016 signing class for both schools for State and Ole Miss. Ole Miss was ranked fifth. State was ranked 28th. Three guys drafted from that Ole Miss class all last year: Brown, Metcalf, and Little. None this year. I don't know their roster that well, but I don't know that there's a lot of guys left. From that class, I don't think that there are. Um, for state, three guys have been drafted from that class: uh, Jeff Simmons, Jordan Thomas, uh, Cam Dantzler. And there's still guys who will probably be drafted next year. Errol Thompson will be drafted. Uh, Kobe Jones and Marquis Spencer will have an opportunity to be drafted. I think Stuart Reese will have an opportunity to be drafted. Um, so it's sort of funny how that all works out in the end. And I'm not a person. I'm, I'm certainly not a stars don't matter guy. Was Kyle in that class? That was no, seventh. He's in the uh, right. seventeen class. Right. No, he's in the. Uh, yeah, he's in the seventeen class. Um. So I'm, I'm I'm not a stars don't matter guy by any stretch of the imagination. Stars do matter very very much. But it, it is funny to see how things work out. But it goes back to what you were talking about. One one group of guys went to a school that developed them, and and you know put the right. Uh, ethics into them in terms of you know work and how to grind and all that and one didn't and to be fair now we'll see if state can maintain that because there's a whole new staff here now whole new staff but in in five years does state still have a reputation who knows but who knows? they they have it right now for a lot of these guys that played under Mullen i mean you look at next end. year's draft thompson will be drafted kylan hill will get drafted uh at least one of the offensive linemen will get drafted reese maybe island i don't know island's got a big frame Season, you see what you can do with him. Um, defensively, I said Errol Thompson's going to get drafted. Kobe Jones and Marquis Spencer will have an opportunity to be drafted. KJ Costello is a guy that could come in. I didn't even think about KJ Costello, but I, I don't. But really are you count. just talking about yeah. the, the past? I'm talking about, you know the guys. Okay. You know, I mean, there's still a ton of guys left. So I mean, I'm not too terribly worried about. State's going to have people getting drafted going forward. Yeah. I think so. And they, the younger guys, Pickering's going to be a, a guy who gets drafted down the road. So is. Uh, Charles Story. Char- who? Story. Charles Story? Who did you say? Charles Cross. Charles Cross. I'm sorry. Um, Charles Cross. Charles Cross. I, I, I had Michael Story on the brain, yeah. I guess. It's like, who? I was like, I felt like I knew the roster pretty well, Joel. <laughs> I guess I don't. Uh, Dollar Bill is going to have an opportunity. Um, trying to think around, you know, I mentioned Pickering. Marcus Murphy. 
Another guy. So, yeah, J- Jerry and Jones, Martin Emerson. Those are all guys that are going to get drafted probably. You know, Moorhead didn't recruit poorly. I mean, I'll say that about it. So, I hate having to do – I hate having to rant, but sometimes I just got to do it. All right, let's move on over to the uh, greatest Bulldog bracket and talk to you about our friends over at Welcome Home Beef who, you know, right now – I mean, the, the, the weather is so nice. I grilled out on Saturday. It's become I, a Saturday tradition for you, hasn't it? It has. Well, not always on the grill. Sometimes I just like to cook. But regardless, if you want to cook and you want to eat some delicious USDA prime beef, then welcome home beef for the people you want to talk to. Call them today at 662-418-2021 or just go by their location at University Drive. And, and once you place your order, they'll be happy to bring it out to the car for you. You don't even have to get out. You can go to their Facebook page, too, and order from there. Facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. They got everything you're looking for right now. Ribeye, filet, strip steaks, porterhouses, T-bones. You want to get a big pot roast and let it cook for a few hours, melt in your mouth. You want to put some burgers on the grill this weekend, do it with the best possible beef you can buy. You can do it all at Welcome Home Beef. Again, that number is 662-418-2021. Joel T., what happens? What, what do we know for sure about Welcome Home Beef? Well, we may not know for sure which guys will be stars in the NFL, but we know for sure. That at Welcome Home Beef, no matter what you get, it just tastes good. Now you're hundred, you are one hundred percent accurate on that one, my friend. So, all right, let's get into it. The greatest bulldog bracket. Another side of the bracket has been complete, and we have four more bulldogs into the Sweet Sixteen. Bailey Howe takes down Chris Jones by a two to one margin, sixty-seven percent to 33 percent that's 66.7 repeating percent uh morgan william boy i tell you what we find out who don't like women's basketball they're very vocal <laughs> to the mentions <laughs> but morgan william takes down lawrence roberts 59 percent to 41 percent jeff simmons is a, a winner he had the largest margin of victory at 77 percent to 23 percent over timmy bowers and then Victoria Vivian, 63% of the vote. She advances over Eric Maltz. The, the end result of that one didn't surprise me. The margin surprised me that, that she that Victoria just whooped Eric Maltz. Actually, it's... it's uh, yeah, you're probably right, yeah. Uh, so our Sweet 16 matchups, uh, we've got Bailey Howell versus Morgan William, Jeff Simmons versus Victoria Vivian. So let's slide over or move over, as the case may be. To the uh, drill field bracket, and we'll do our those matchups today, and see who's going to advance. Rafael Palmero versus Mitch Moreland. That's the top of the bracket. The one versus the nine in a uh, a all baseball matchup could be closer than we think. Moreland, you know, Moreland dominated D.D. Lewis, fifty eight percent of the vote uh, in the first round. I think Palmero wins, but I think it I think it could be one of those uh 65-35 kind of games. Well, I got to go with the guy here that uh stole my name, mm-hmm. Lightning, you know. <laughs> got to go with the I got to go with the did, second did he steal it? the second rate Were Lightning. Were you born when he was even playing? <laughs> Barely. Uh, I think I'll go with Raffy. Yeah, he'll win for sure. Uh 4 versus 5. Bobby another baseball player, Bobby Thigpen. Huge win over Walt Harris in the first round, eighty-two uh, percent of the vote. He'll take on take on Latoya Thomas, who advanced uh, in a close one against Desenzo Miller, fifty-four to forty-six was that matchup. That's a four-five matchup, possibly the greatest women's basketball player of all time at Mississippi State versus a man uh, who you know did it all uh, and on the baseball diamond, pitcher and hitter. 
uh, for Mississippi State. Here's one that I kind of feel like in my mind Latoya might deserve to move on. I think Thick Pen wins, but I easily. think Thick Pen wins. Yeah, 70, yeah. 30, 75, 25, something like that. Anthony Dixon is the three seed. He will take on Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, even though he was the sixth seed, I felt like it was a little bit of an upset how badly he handled uh, J.J. Johnson, uh, 72% of the vote uh, in that matchup. Speaking of dominant, Anthony Dixon was certainly that, 87% of the vote for him. Most popular Bulldog of all time, or at least one of them, uh, versus a guy you know people love. And baseball, the baseball fandom has really done a good job of showing up for this so far. So this could be closer than you think. I think Dixon will advance. I so. think Dixon's going to win here, and I think he's going to win the next round, too. I think he's getting to at least the Elite Eight. Probably so. Your bottom matchup here, the two versus the 10 seed, Jeff Malone versus Ken Hull. I think Jeff Malone might be in a little trouble here. Ken Hull uh, took down Charles, Charles Rose. Rose. yeah. Very popular Bulldog, uh, you know, more recent. So this is two guys from the, you know, they would have been on campus around the same time, I guess. Uh, back in the 80s. I think Ken Hall has a chance to advance here. I think this is going to be a close one. Maybe 55-45. Something like that. I think it's going to be close. Do you think Ken Hall kind of gets a boost because we mention his name every single year with the Ken Hall trophy and people are like, oh, it's Well, that of- and his his long pro career. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, the guy played in four Super Bowls. Jeff Malone had a really good pro career, but I don't think he ever played for a championship. So, I mean, the, the Washington Bullets back in the day were not exactly a, uh, a dominant, dominant team, but... We'll see. So, again, those are our matchups. Palmero Moreland, Thomas Thigpen, Renfro Dixon, Hull Malone. You guys can vote. I'll have them up as you're listening to them. They'll be up on my Twitter feed, and we'll, voting will go through Wednesday, and then we'll finish up with the Allen Hall uh, second round, and then we'll be on to the Sweet 16 next week. All right, Joel. There are some really good matchups in that Allen Hall bracket that we'll look at I can't coming wait. up. Yeah, everybody keeps saying, oh, this is tough. I'm like, well, that was the point. And make you make the tough, the tough decision. We'll see how it goes. All right, guys. Tomorrow's show. Do we have anything lined up in particular? I don't believe we do. No. To my knowledge, no. But we'll, we'll, we'll get as always, you, you usually are the engineer of this train, and I just hop on board. Yeah. And, of course, our uh, rumblings this week is just a good old-fashioned, ask-whatever-you-like kind of situation. So we'll talk about whatever. I think next week, it's pro wrestling time. I mean, you don't have to twist my arm. Yeah. But that's going to – there's a lot of people listening that's going to be like, well, I'm not listening that day. Well, we'll give them the heads up, you know. We should do something where uh, we uh, we offer a a prize. I don't know what it would be. But, like, we're going to give a code word at the end. (laughs) I don't know that works in podcasting land because you can just fast forward to the end. I didn't say where in the end. We're going to say it at some point. (laughs) By the way, I don't really care how much of the podcast they listen to. Or we could just do it like throughout the show. You just click. There's like a code number, and like every four minutes or so, we we throw a number out. Yeah. Or just something, you know. Like I said, as long as they click on it, I don't care how much they listen to. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And and speaking of, guys, we haven't promoted this in a while, but if you're enjoying what we're doing here during the quarantine, and even if you're not, uh, we could sure use your five-star review. So, so even if you hate us. All right. One last thing before we get out, and I, I didn't tell Joel about this, but I'm gonna I'm coming to you guys for some help here. So I've decided I want to raise some money here. All right. We got my friend Robert St. John at Extra Table trying to help feed Mississippians. My friend Luke Johnson down there in South Mississippi. They've been ravaged by tornadoes. I want to do something to help. Here's what I want to do. Something. I want to come up with an idea, some sort of challenge for me to meet. And I swear to God, the first one that says lose weight, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find you. Be specific. What do I have to do? What do I need to do? Don't say lose 100 pounds. Don't say that. Come up with an idea. 
And it could be something funny, too. It doesn't have to be, you know, serious. I mean, you know, like Godfrey the other day choked down 4,000 calories worth of McDonald's. I prefer not to do that, but you guys help me come up with a challenge idea. We're going to think about it all week, and then next week we'll pick something, and we're going to start going from there. And then we'll get the money coming in, and once the money's done, I'll do the challenge. Unless it's one of those. Now, if it's one of those, like, you got to walk a certain number of miles, and we'll donate per mile. Well, then we have to figure out a way to, you know, hold people to their word. Yeah. But we'll figure that out. So, yeah. You guys... I'm all about... You got an idea for me? No, I don't, but I the the, the gears will churn over the next all few right, days. So anything, we'll just tweet them at me, and, uh, you know, hurtful comments will not be acknowledged. Just just, just know that. I'm a, I'm a person, you know. I have feelings. You have to watch the uh, the 97 Egg Bowl on loop. Oh, how... On loop? How many days are we talking about? What are we talking about? Just the two-point conversion, too. Just, like, watch it for five hours straight or something. Five hours of watching the... <laughs> what? I'm going to set... I need to set a goal, though, before we do that. My goal is to raise $5,000. All right? I feel like I fo- 10,000 of you guys follow me on Twitter. Can I get 50 cents from each of you? You know, that's all I'm asking. So <laughs> I don't feel like that's... The, so we can if we raise $5,000... I'll do something that's either beneficial to me or stupid. I don't know. But you guys help me figure that out what we're going to do. Have a great Sunday and rest of your Monday. or Sorry, rest of your Sunday and a Monday. And then we'll be back with you on Tuesday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.